House of Loud. You see, we used to be pussweeds, but now we're metal. House. Really real. Oh. I'm living this year over metal endoskeleton. Loud. House of Loud. Talking metal and hard rock with Shane Alvarado and Jason Lee. House of Loud. Welcome, welcome, welcome back into the House of of loud happy new year to you jason lee with you here with my good friends shane alberani i said friends and our good friend brad kreischer how you doing brad hey good uh we've known each other for what close to 20 years right brad yeah yeah so i think our first road trip together was back in 05 yeah yeah that was a good time so we're bringing brad in here as a new voice yeah somebody Uh, with a different opinion exactly and since uh we have been back we've been off a little bit but now we're back stronger than ever uh that's what we're hoping uh, we're hoping yes so rejuvenation this episode is a redo of an episode where we had some technical (laughs) difficulties and the ironic part of the last episode we cut well, uh, what we're redoing this time for the the movies, uh, heavy metal movies yeah. and things like that, is that literally the opening line of that podcast was, lucky number 13. <laughs> 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 you, know, well, right. it's... you know, and I was like, all right, yeah, it's lucky number 13. And then, you know, it just hit and miss it was a really weird situation computer ghost machine thing so but we're doing it again we're doing it again and actually in retrospect there was things that i missed it was like i was actually after we shut it down and i'm driving home like oh i didn't say that so i'm prepared now yeah it's good to have brad here too you've got opinions yeah yeah some some <laughs> well let's oh brad let's start with okay it's a heavy metal podcast it's about heavy metal fans how did you become a metal fan before we get into the movies um, I would say Faith No More. Okay. Not a bad call there. The real thing blew my mind, and then Angel Dust just solidified it. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's where I started. Okay. So that was 91, roughly, in that yeah. area? Yeah. 90 yeah. was when I got the real thing. Yeah. Like, uh, spring of 1990. Uh, I didn't, I'd never heard uh, We Care A Lot. I'd never heard that. I didn't hear them until Epic. I'll, I'll admit it. Well, that's why I didn't either. That's well, yeah, like most people did. most yeah. people didn't. Right. Uh, yeah, but when that blew up, you know, that was, um, man, that was a big deal. You know, that whole, well, we'll get into that next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where Faith yeah, No More yeah. comes into the entire, yeah. uh, you know, how they, they basically influenced an entire genre. But yeah. we'll just do that next episode. Yeah, this yeah. Episode, it's about the movies. It's about movies with rocking soundtracks yes. and, 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 and uh, heavy metal protagonists and whatnot. Yes, correct. Yes, and it all started with the movie Trick or Treat. We had our best intentions of watching the movie <laughs> Trick or Treat back in Halloween time in, in October. And uh, I had been, I watched this movie religiously every year around Halloween every year and uh, of course I had it on VHS many many decades ago then it popped up on YouTube like 13 years ago I was like oh so I would watch it every year off of YouTube so thinking it was still going to be there it wasn't when Jason and I went to go watch it because Jason had not seen it probably since it came out 88 88 was the last time I saw that movie so uh couldn't find it. Well, I could find it on DVD, but it was like 30, 40 bucks. I'm like, right. all right, not, not doing that. To watch once. I don't even have a DVD player anymore. You don't? I do not. Man. Yeah. Do I, I do player? not have one. I have a PlayStation. Yeah, I have a PlayStation, PlayStation. And Xbox. Those are my yeah. DVD player, Blu-ray players. You know, I don't, I don't actually have a, a standalone console unit, yeah. you know, where you pop the DVD in. So I guess I'm with you there. Yeah. But I have my games, my gaming systems. But anyway, Trick or Treat is a movie in 1988. Have you ever yeah. seen that, Brad? Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. It is. I know we're a little older than you. Not much. Yeah. Not much. You're 40, what? Seven. 47? Oh, geez. He's not. You're that old? Yeah. yeah. I had no it idea. just had I a birthday. You were 10 years younger than me for some reason. <laughs> Man, uh, you're almost 50? 
Man, we're getting old. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> until you've had your first colonoscopy, you can't listen to the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> the best colonoscopy would be our show on while you're doing it. Oh, oh lovely. happy dreams there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we Next. digress. We digress. Uh, anyway, the movie Trick or Treat to me again. This is Shane's Shane talking. Greatest soundtrack of all time. I don't care what anybody says. It's it's Fastway. The entire record recorded by Fastway, an underrated band who we've talked about on other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is my favorite soundtrack. I will st- I will listen to that every October for the entire month. I'll start at October 1st, so, so and who, I'll end it on Halloween. One more time, remind me. I know that it's um, um, somebody from UFO, Way. What's Way's first name? Uh, I should know this. Uh, not Gerard, because that's my chemical romance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, and fast Eddie Clark. Fast Eddie Clark, correct? Yeah. And that's yes. where they get the fast way from. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, I remember that soundtrack vaguely. Again, it's been 35 years. Pete Way is what you're talking about. Pete, thank you, you God. Go. <laughs> you know, as many times as I've listened to Strangers in the Night, you'd think I'd be able to keep that straight. Yeah, they should be in the Rock and Hall of Fame, but that's another Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? But anyway, uh, but it has Ozzy Osbourne makes a uh, an appearance. He's, he's a TV preacher, correct? Yes. He's a televangelist. Uh, Gene Simmons uh, plays Nuke, who is the DJ. And uh, actually, they wanted Gene Simmons to play Sammy Kerr. And oh, he really? turned it down. And, he would have been a good Sammy Kerr. And he said, I don't he said, I don't want to do that. Didn't want to be a demon, which he was the demon guy, you know. But he said, I, you know, he's like, well, there's a part for a DJ. And he's like, Well, I grew up loving Wolfman Jack. So that's where he that oh, okay. the, yeah, that's where his inspiration there. So, so it's, it, it, uh, eventually he's like, you know what? I will play a cross dresser though. So because he, he did <laughs> he did uh, Never Too Young to Die with John Stamos, where he played a, yeah. a, a transvestite, yeah, which was kind of crazy. Have you ever even heard of that movie, Brad? No. Uh, it's uh, uh, he and John Stamos back when John Stamos was actually a thing. Uh, it was a movie called. Uh, um, uh, never too young to die. Is that what I said? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't remember the whole story. I just remember Gene, like half and half. Like half of him's a woman, half of him's a man, kind of a thing, straight down the <laughs> middle, kind of a situation, if I remember correctly. But again, I saw that almost at the exact same time uh, as Trick or Treat. Yeah. So, you know, what are you gonna do? But if you're a metal fan, you have not seen Trick or Treat. Please run it down or anything. Get the soundtrack because it's awesome it's amazing it's my favorite of all time but since we tried to watch trick-or-treat of course couldn't couldn't do that we watched metal lords i don't know if you've seen that brad it's on netflix it's just maybe two three years old probably not even maybe not even that but. yeah it came out during the um the pandemic yeah yeah, yeah the kids yes Was yes. that the kids in the in the high school yes, yes. Yeah. yeah yeah and the, an incredible the, the, the soundtrack kid from it, the kid from it yeah guy. okay yeah. yeah and then you had um who was the uh the the nihilist who was, who played him? He was a, he's an actor that we all know. Yeah, I, if you saw him, you you would know who. Yeah, he was. I can't remember his name. And then there was the the girl that had the emotional yeah. issues. But it was it's your typical kind of misfit kind of outcast, you know, modern day metalhead. But he was into the metal we like. You know, mm-hmm. wasn't you know? I mean, it, it, the soundtrack is incredible because Tom Morello was actually the executive the music producer oh, on it. I did it. not know that. Yeah, so it was well yeah. taken care of. I mean, there was I don't know what they had to do to get the that right, soundtrack ruled. They spent more money on the soundtrack. <laughs> the actual movie but the movie's great but the movie is good uh but i mean metallica's in it black sabbath is in it uh there is uh rob halford makes a, an appearance oh, that's scott right. ian makes a cameo 
video. The dream sequence. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's in just a great way if you are introducing your kids to metal, because that's what it was. It was like, you learn these bands. And one of my favorite lines of the whole movie, when he goes, learn this, live it, do lines of it in the bathroom. I love that line. <laughs> my favorite line in the movie is when uh, the main, the nihilist guy is talking to the girl, because he's been abusing her the whole movie. And um, he kept telling her she wasn't metal, she wasn't metal, because she played the cello. And he said, you hit me with my guitar, you attack me, you're this, you're that. You are metal beyond reproach. I just love that line. It's just a great line. If somebody had told me that when I was 16, I would have been walking on clouds. Jason, you are metal beyond reproach. What's your favorite soundtrack? Uh, Jason Jason versus Freddy is a a really great one. It's a silly movie. Yeah. So oh, it's all tons of fun. I yeah. mean, that is nothing. It's, and, it's nothing yeah. you go into expecting yeah. high cinema, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. And speaking of, we're talking about just throwing out movies here. I'm talking about the book I actually brought at this time called Heavy Metal Movies. Uh, it is by a guy named uh, Mike, McBe- Mike McBeardo McPatton. Unfortunately, no longer with us. Had a heart attack a few years ago. and uh, So we had to put the McBeardo in there so we didn't think it was Mike Patton. Exactly. Mike McBeardo. McBeardo. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's available on Amazon. I would recommend getting it if you're a metal fan and a horror film fan because it is basically the greatest reference book. Does that go into like production notes? Or Not is it really. Just, here's it, it, this movie. It's here's just, the year it came out. And it's it's maybe just a few paragraphs on each okay. one. It states the artists who are in it, if there is any. Uh, but it, it is a complete, it's a great anthology reference book for okay. anyone into it. Uh, one more time. The name heavy of the book? Metal Movies. By Simple by Mike McBeardo McPatton. 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 Yes, yes. And he also has one, I think it's called Teen Movie Hell, which I also have. So if you are a fan of the teen, the awful B teen movies in the 80s, straight to VHS, all that stuff, that is also like another one. Party Massacre, one stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's great. Well, that's with this one, but it's like Up the Creek and uh, any other 80s movies. The first turn on <laughs> those movies that were in the back back of the VHS stores, you know. <laughs> the back. Backpack. Not the backpack. The back. <laughs> Not the backpack. That's a different episode. I think we actually talked about that. I, I think, think I made my mother have. cry. I think we may have. <laughs> so, uh, is there a movie, uh, a rocking movie that you've watched many times, Brad? Detroit Rock City. Oh, oh, oh I, forget I got that it. On my list here. I yes. love that movie. I love that movie. The the kid's mom. Uh, she was in all the uh, the uh, Fairly Brothers movies, right? The, the and one. do you know who uh, her brother is? I do, I do, and I can't remember who it was. I just uh, learned this like six months ago. Some major, like a very important person. Her brother wrote Nightmare on Elm Street. That's it. (laughs) That's it, because that's why she's in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Because she pops up in that, doesn't she? Yes. I I think she might make an appearance in every single one of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I did know that. And he he, uh, he owns uh, New Line, or he owns New Line. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Thank you. Man, Shane. He's (laughs) He's on it, yeah. I thought I knew some stuff. So what do you like about Detroit Rock City? This the story itself, all the the whole story? Yeah, it's it's a good storytelling all the way through. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's it's your road trip and it's like yeah. we could have this adventure tomorrow with you know us hopping in a yeah. car and doing Absolutely. it. And I, I love I love day in the life movies. Mm-hmm. It's not drawn out every it, this is this is happening over the next twenty four hours and we're gonna be there for the ride. Right. You know, that's what I absolutely adore about it. And you know how that movie got made? No. So the guy who wrote it was just um, an editor in, in Hollywood, just kind of like a guy who just kind of just making a living. And he kind of was writing movies on the side, just as 
for fun. You know, it wasn't even anything he was really serious about. But, you know, you write what you know. That's one thing you learn in screenwriting. And he knew Kiss. He was a huge Kiss fan. So I'm going to write a movie about Kiss. Not thinking, of course, there's no way this is going to get made because, of course, it's it's copyrighted music. It's this, that. Yeah, there's no way. getting rights from Kiss. <laughs> right. Ooh, I mean, exactly. They love money. Yeah. But they love money uh, probably to the point of being super expensive, yeah. I would imagine. So uh, he writes a script, and a friend of his, you know, he tells him about the script. He goes, Hey, Gene Simmons' agent is a friend of mine. Do you want me to give this to him? <laughs> and he's like, Well, yeah, sure. But again, he was thinking, he's like, ah, It's going to wind up on someone's desk. It's going to be in another pile, yada, yada, yada. That's going to be it. You know, and of course, everyone's kind of full of it in Hollywood. I don't think he thought much of it. So the guy took it, and he actually gave it to Gene Simmons' lawyer, agent, or whoever it was. Um, and he goes, Oh, I'm going to pick Gene up right now to take him to the airport. And he picked Gene up. He had the script right there. And Gene's like, oh, what's this? It's like, oh, it's a script. So it's like, oh, okay, it'll give me something to read on the plane. And by the time he landed, that movie was getting made. That's a trip. Isn't that crazy? And, and Gene Simmons, the one, he goes, the only, the, only, the only thing I want is like, I want to be in control of the music. Okay. <laughs> and it was all Kiss, right? It wasn't no, the there was ACDC. There okay. was Sweet. I mean, there was a lot of other... It's other... been 20 years since I've seen yeah, the movie, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, it's a vague memory. I think Fox on the Run is in there. It's Fox great. Fox on the Run is you know, in there. The Sweet Problem version. Child, Iron Man. They're definitely not going to play the Ace Fraley version of Fox on the Run in a, uh, a Kiss movie. Gene and Ace, you know, they're not friendly. So Have you no heard? Way. They had, definitely had to play the Sweet version. Have you heard Ace's new single? No. Please do. Is it good? I'm going to highly recommend that. Okay. I, I went in with not not thinking much of it, and uh, the record I don't think is released until like March. But okay. the first single on it is I know he is is fire. He is out there just priming himself. He is he is uh, uh, peacocking around. I am the king. I am the when this album comes out, it's going to make Paul look silly, and I can sing better than Paul, and I've got a 186 IQ. And I mean, he's, <laughs> he's really going crazy with this. This uh, well, thing. the thing with the singing but, thing is like with uh, technology nowadays, you don't know. Right. Yeah, I saw him about it two yeah. years ago, yeah. uh, and it was good. I do know that while he talked, I'm like, man, I know he says he's sober, but I looked at my friend. <laughs> well, I said, but I think that's, I said, hey, that's if, also 50 years of drinking, if, too. He might be sober, but... If, 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 <laughs> the brain cells are... If, if Ace isn't drunk, <laughs> then I am, because he was... Man, but you're right. He probably just fried himself. I mean, yeah. he was... he. 70s living, man. Yeah. There was there's no holding back when you're in a rock band in the 70s, man. But Detroit Rock City, one of my all actually favorite movies. Period. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's up there. I need to watch it yeah. again now that we were talking about it because I do remember <laughs> enjoying it, but I haven't seen it in, like I said, close to 20 years. And Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. That's right. That's right. He got his job because John, uh, James Cameron just liked the way he looked. He'd never acted. That's why when you watch T2, the weakest part of the movie is his acting, because <laughs> he had never acted before. So all the crack and voice and weird inflections and stuff, that was because he had never acted before. But he ended up being, man, he almost died. He got hooked into some heroin there for yeah, a while. Yeah, he, uh, he had his moments, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And speaking of death, um, I would say another the, one of my favorites, actually maybe, maybe even second, would be The Crow. Oh, yeah. Would that be a heavy metal soundtrack? I think so. I mean, yeah, there's quite a bit of it. Yeah, STP, Nine Inch Nails, Rollins Band, Pantera. I mean, it's a little it's bit. STP, it's a little bit metal. of both. I mean, I would say maybe not quite heavy metal. I know metal. Nine Inch Nails yeah. won a Grammy for best heavy metal performance, but that doesn't make them metal. Jethro Tull did too. Yeah, <laughs> you don't consider Nine Inch Nails? Metal? No. no, no, no. They're they're pretty dancey. 
Aren't they? I think their first records were like Pretty Little Hate Machine was a, an album that all the girls in my high school liked. You know, and they yeah, it was user friendly. Right, it, it was, it was. And check on YouTube. There's actually a clip of Trent Reznor himself on Dance Party USA singing. Uh, it's one of the songs off that record. Okay, of course I can't. It's, I'm blanking on Sanctified? it. Sanctified? No, no, no. Probably not head like a hole. Yes, head like a hole. Thank okay. you very much. Yes, on Dance Party USA, it exists. That's the one he won the heavy metal Grammy for. <laughs> Which is, I mean, head like a hole. <laughs> what are you talking about? But anyway. But anyway, The Crow was one of those soundtracks that I bought immediately. Um, I well, think yeah. because of Pantera, and I think STP also was a reason why My I bought it. My wife and I's first date was going to see The Crow back in 1994. Ooh. I fell asleep. Because I had seen it the week prior. And, and I this was, was your first date? My very first date. And she married you anyway? She did. Oh, Sarah. I, well, I just kind of let her beat me at, at, at Putt-Putt. <laughs> and, you know, I, I built her up a little bit. Then we went to the movie, and I had seen the movie less than a week prior, and I didn't sleep for whatever reason the night before. So it got to the big gunfight at the end, and she looks over, and she nudged me. She goes, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, that movie rocked. Yeah. That movie was good. Another yeah. movie that we also kind of tried to watch is a movie called Suck. Okay? This is oh, a yeah. 09. Uh, it's a Canadian movie. That movie's weird. It's Oh, but it's hilarious. It is a Canadian vampire movie about a band who turns into vampires. They're just a regular bar band traveling around, but along the way, they each turn into vampires. And it has great cameos. Alex Co- uh, Alice Cooper plays the devil. Uh, Henry Rollins is in it. The woman, Iggy Pop the woman is in lead. it. Man, when she starts turning into a vampire, uh, uh, I just love women who look like vampires for some reason, man. They always get better looking, you know? They're vampires. Like, man, do you, have nothing, do you have nothing but black in your eyes? No white? Man, you are hot. Man, come and, come and uh, uh, dominate me, lady. Oh, another piece of the puzzle has fallen into place. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man, you got me all worked up over here. Uh, so who oh, else, hey, who there, else is in it? There was an Alyssa Milano movie called Kiss of the Vampire, and I remember that because she made out with a woman and, you know... I'm 20 years old. I'm like, what? What are you telling me? That Come happens. on now. <laughs> Queen of the Damned was another vampire movie that had a pretty good soundtrack. Yes. But that was produced by John Jonathan Davis, right? Uh, the oh, music, the really? music was what? a lot of written by Jonathan Davis. That's what it is, and, yeah. And uh, the record label didn't want him on the album. He actually had um, people guest spotting on the album because they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow him to be... Oh, really? Because of be uh, the label? singer, because of label issues. Oh, because it probably wasn't on Immortal. Corn yeah, or, on whatever. Immortal yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, that's man. But in the movie, he was singing, so it was yeah, cool. He was every the time you saw, of, yeah, of Lestat. Right? Yeah, every time you saw him, it was him singing. But if you bought the CD, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Like Dave Draymond did a song. Um, I think Manson did a song. There was some other. Sounds ones. about right. Yeah. God, when was that movie? Was that fifteen years ago now? Easily. Yeah. Oh, well, Ilea was alive. Yeah. So that was early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. Because she passed away. She died in that plane accident in, what, 02? Somewhere in there, yeah. The fact that I know yeah. that bothers me. <laughs> it shouldn't. It's these gems that just stick in our head. It's like, I whatever I dispute out. But I don't read. Yeah. I mean, I know far too much about the movie Trick or Treat. It's crazy. <laughs> you do. <laughs> You do. Yeah. Can you tell me the production schedule? Like when it started and when it ended? No, I I can't. Like the window there? Can't do any of that. When you uh, watch it, you can tell it's probably a three to four week top production. 
And it doesn't look like they spent six months on the movie. I can't tell you it was shot in North Carolina. Was it really? Just because of the license plates. <laughs> when you really? see when you see the cars, you have watched it a oh, lot. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if I ever look at license plates. Yeah, in movies. It's so it's like so it kind of had a feel of it was folly, but it wasn't. It's almost you can tell some of it was manufactured to kind of look like the Midwest, to kind of look like Halloween, you know. But it was obviously shot in a warm weather climate because all the day shots are nothing but green trees, you know. <laughs> Just like when you watch Halloween, always bothered me. It's like it's supposed to be in Illinois. There's not one brown leaf anywhere to be seen right. on any of these trees. So that's the stuff that when you watch Christmas me. Vacation and they go hunting for that tree and they're walking <laughs> through mountains? They live in Chicago. A, <laughs> yeah, where's the snow? Two days of drive by there. I just love it. I love that kind of stuff. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Unless it's supposed to be taken seriously and then it takes you out of it. Yeah, well, there's, that's any that's any movie because I know any movie that's based in Indiana, there's always rolling hills and <laughs> yeah, mountains it, in the back. Well, I mean, the, the only movie that that fit was Breaking Away because it was set in Bloomington. Well, it was was shot in Bloomington. It was shot in yeah. Bloomington and it was set in Bloomington. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and it had some great great actors in it. Great actors. Any more? That's here. I. Uh, what about Spinal Tap? Yeah, I yeah, had him on the list. I had him on the list. Turn it up to yeah. eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had it on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you watch that movie, and it's just filled top to bottom with people that went on to become stars. I mean, Billy Crystal was in it. Robin Williams was in it. Um, Lorraine Newman. I don't know how much of a star she was, but she was in it. Paul Schaefer was yeah. in it. You know, it was great. It was the first mockumentary, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was yeah. I mean, it was more satirical, obviously, you know, than anything else. But no, I you know that was obviously some of the best lines. <laughs> And you some don't of the talk sto- so much. And some of the stories that they had, you know, the 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 Stonehenge situation. That was the that was a exact opposite of what really happened to Black Sabbath. Yeah, because they had um, Stonehenge that was real life Stonehenge size. When they got them built, they couldn't move them because they had nothing that would fit them. They couldn't fit them in their trucks. So then they ended up not being able to use them. So they just kind of turned it on its head and we have an 18 inch Stonehenge. You know, <laughs> see, and, I didn't know that. That's yeah, one of those. Yeah, and it's, you know, it yeah. was in it was in uh, uh, um, it was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. That was uh, Michael yes. McKean's line. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Another one on my list was uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, which oh, yeah. is I loved. I remember the Machine, Machine Head song on that yes. soundtrack was just out of its world. Pantera, Ministry, Machine Head, Megadeth, Melvins, Rollins Band, Biohazard, Sepultura. Filter. Sepultra? Did you just say Sepultra? Sepultera. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody once call him Sepulateria. Sep- I just, I, I just, oh, dude, I like that. I would actually, like, oh, I, would, no. I, I would buy Sepulateria. <laughs> Sounds like something I need a shot for. <laughs> I went and saw Demon Knight at the theater. Did you guys did actually go to the theater? I did too. Actually, I went to when there was a thing called the Dollar Movies. Mm-hmm. I remember going to go see it. Was that the one with Dennis Miller? Or was that no? The, no, that's Bordello. That's Bordello. Yeah. Also had a good soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That one I did not see in the theater. I waited till it came on HBO. Thankfully, because I could walk away from it. Because it was a terrible movie. Dennis Miller is not a good actor, and to see him fronting a movie is just not. It had Angie Everhart in it. Doesn't matter to me. That's all I was there for. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Brad? Another one. Uh, Airheads. Oh, that's on my list too. I love that movie. Yes. I love that movie. It's great. You, you've just, got uh, Brendan Fraser. You have Steve Buscemi. Yep. You have Adam Sandler. And Lemmy. And Lemmy, of course. And you had uh, Michael um, Michael Richards. He was the guy 
who was sent in to catch him, right? He was the guy that was outside. He was crawling through the vents and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Michael Richards and... Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon, yep. Oh, that's right. He was the uh, the DJ, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. He's the one giving him crap for being the Lone Rangers. No, that was Joe... Uh, Montana. Yeah. He's like, he you was call the yourself DJ. the Lone yeah. Ranger. Yeah, the other guy was but the... But there's three of you. You can't other, exactly be alone. The other guy owned the station. That's he right. He was selling out so they go to easy listening. That's right. Michael McKean owned it. Yeah. But well. the soundtrack, you had you had Motorhead. I mean, it had the title track. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did Lemmy actually pop up in that movie? I think yeah, he does make an appearance. Yeah, I played yeah. D too. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He was editor of the school magazine. That's oh, that's what, right. That that's was right. Le- that was Lemmy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but it has the famous line: "Who would win in a fight between Lemmy or God?" Wrong, Nark. Lemmy is God. Yeah. Yeah. Trick question. Yeah. Close Lemmy the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Good stuff. I've got um, Rockstar. Um, because well, I know, based it's, a on Ripper Owens, I know right? it's a very underrated movie, yeah. but it's based on Ripper Owens joining uh, Judas Priest. And just the band was just the people that were in the band. You had Blaz Elias in uh, the first band that Mark, Mark Wahlberg was in, who's the drummer from Slaughter, who is way better than Slaughter. I mean, Blaz Elias <laughs> as a drummer was just out of the freaking world. Um, but then the actual band, Steel Dragon, had Zach Wilde, Jeff Pilson, uh, Jason Bonham, had, um, what's his name? Um... Milyanko, something Eastern European, the lead singer Steelheart doing the vocals that Mark yeah, Wahlberg yeah. was lip syncing to. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, if you're into that type of hard rock and metal, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was a terrible yeah, movie. I thought, the movie ah, oh. I thought the movie was okay. Yikes! Miles Kennedy. Okay. Miles Kennedy was the guy that came up in the movie. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. He was Thor. He's the guy that get pulled up out of the crowd. Yep. At the end of the movie, when he's when he's done playing, yeah. the, I only the, watched it once. Okay, when he's done playing <laughs> the, the the games with the band because they're just you know he's just the singer. He's not there to give them ideas. He's just he realizes he, there's a guy in the front row of this concert singing as loud as him, and he just pulls him up and hands him the mic and leaves. That was Miles Kennedy. Good, yep. good memory, man. Yep. And his character's name was Thor. Little Miles Kennedy. What, what Miles Kennedy? What like five eight? <laughs> yeah, he's going off calling himself Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's swinging a hammer. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, here you go. Unzips his pants. Go, here's Mjolnir. Yeah. Bet you can't lift it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Again. Is that too much? Another piece of the puzzle there, Jason. Well, how about heavy metal? I mean, we can't forget heavy metal. Well, yeah. Well, that is the quintessential. But the music itself really is not metal. Don Felder. Don Felder is not metal. Journey (laughs) is not metal. Love him to death, but but not metal. Sammy Hagar's heavy metal song in there was pre-rocking. But, you know, borderline metal, I suppose. The movie was more... You know, more metal than the actual sound. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're I right. Mean, boobs. It was say it was cartoon naked boobs. Cartoons. Yeah. You know, when I was eight, and when you're a kid, I, that's still pretty. Yeah, was pretty. When I was eight years old, and I discovered the heavy metal yeah. movie, and I saw just everything. That was great. I felt like I found a little <laughs> slice of heaven there. I really did. And, and you know, with cartoons, they don't even have to follow physics. That's they right. just do what they want. Well, but I mean, like who? John Candy was in that movie. Did voice? He was a guy that yeah. ended up becoming the big dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He freaks out. And yeah. Gets giant. Oh yeah! In fact, I remember that. Yeah. So no, that's I mean that's the the original. I mean heavy metal soundtrack, obviously, because it was the movie. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I always it always bothered me. Oh, here it is: Sammy Hagar, Riggs. I don't know who that is. Uh, Devo, Blue Oyster Cult. Devo. Devo. <laughs> we are Devo. Cheap Trick. 
Don Felder. Donald Fagan was... Donald Fagan! My God, I shouldn't have even brought that soundtrack up. I had no idea how little it rocked. Nazareth. Okay, Okay, they rock. Yeah, Journey, Grand Funk Railroad. No Mercy by Nazareth is an underrated gem. That, well, that I think Nazareth as a great. as a whole is a yeah you know is they brung it yeah they did but the band Riggs is on, it gets in here twice I don't know who that I is. I don't know who that is but Black Sabbath I know who Martin Riggs is I mean we've <laughs> all seen Lethal Weapon <laughs> yeah but I don't think that's who it is yeah. too old for this shit and Stevie Nicks <laughs> so there's nothing really no okay I I I, I, yeah. I I feel bad for even bringing it up then <laughs> but Just here's a, an underrated gem another underrated movie River's Edge I love the River's Keanu Edge. Reeves well. I shouldn't say I love it because I haven't seen it since again. We're going back to when I was fifteen. Dennis Hopper, uh, Ioni Sky. Right? You told me it was Keanu Reeves. Keanu right? Reeves. Yeah, I had forgotten he was even in it. Oh, I remember a... one thing from that movie in one line, two lines. Somebody says, "Why'd you kill her?" And the main guy was it Crispin Glover probably said she's talking shit. That's all I remember. That's literally yeah. all the thing I remember of the movie. They killed her yeah. by the river's edge. Yeah, and the, that was the the soundtrack that turned me on to Hallow's Edge. Or Hallow's Eve. Eve. Yeah. Eve. Yeah. And Slayer but was Slayer, all over it. Fate's Warning, Agent Orange. Oh, back when Fate's Warning yeah. was a real metal and that band. Was, and that's basically, it was it. It was Slayer and Fate's Warning. It was basically yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you have not seen that movie, that is an underrated I need to watch gem. it again. It's been so long. Like, I was a teenager. Yeah. Now I'm on the wrong side of 50 at this point. That's how long it's been. Yeah, you need to go back and relive those days. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Drink some bad, warm beer. <laughs> Does he pick a destiny account? Hey, man, we, we've got our... Uh, I think so, but I think we got our next movie night all lined up. <laughs> yeah, the Pick a Destiny? Do you like the Pick a Destiny? Yeah. Love that movie. It's my favorite. That's my favorite musical. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's the same thing with School of Rock. I mean, you can't... It's Jack right. Black, who is a music fan, and you can't go wrong. His he does it is, right. It, yeah. it, it, his energy is um, infectious. When his his love of what he's doing and what he's into, it, you just can't help but enjoy it. Even if you hate the music, you're like, man, this guy loves that. And you know, look at it; he's like a childlike vigor to it. I love it. Let's see here. Who else? The last action hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The only song I remember from that soundtrack was "Angry Again" by Megadeth. Yes, Megadeth. Queen's Reich is in this film. Death okay. Leopard. I know I had the title track. ACDC and Anthrax, Aerosmith, Allison Chains, Tesla makes Tesla. an appearance. Yeah. Was it yeah. a song for the soundtrack? Yeah, was it Last a song? Action Hero. It's, it's the. It's, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I remember seeing Megadeth in 93 down in Evansville, and White Zombie and Pantera opened. And um, it was a crazy day. Uh, but Megadeth came out, and uh, when they were getting to this newest song of theirs, here's how Dave Mustaine introduced He goes, Here's a song we recorded. And we put on the soundtrack to some piece of shit on a Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> this is called Angry Again. I'm like, okay. And that was one of the shows. I saw Megadeth a lot, over 20 times. And at least six times I saw them, he threatened to pull somebody up out of the crowd and kick their ass on stage. That was one of those shows. Because Dave used to be quite volatile. I don't know. If I was in the crowd and Dave wanted to drag me up on stage and beat me up, I would take him up on that. Like, hello, me, meet the real me. <laughs> <laughs> kick him in the nads. Then I would be like, I'll take my check now. Right. That's what I'm saying. If Dave Mustaine wants to beat me up in front of 5,000 people, I'm going to let him. You just keep saying it's my fault. <laughs> and I'd be like, peace sells, man. And he'd be punching me. Who's buying? 
Oh, nothing, huh? Nope. It just fell flat. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of that, I need, to, I, I need to stop trying to tell jokes. Uh, there's been a couple. Uh, it was, came out last summer, I think. There's been two documentaries on Woodstock '99. Okay. I think it should be another one. It's it's really interesting. There's one Netflix had, I think it was like three or four parts, and then HBO did one that was about two hours long. And they you really have to watch them together because the one fills in the gaps oh, where really? the other one does. Uh, but it's really interesting how... You know, they don't really talk about, you know, Megadeth Meg Metallica, obviously, you know, but they're not really mentioned at all through it. It was all about Limp Corn Biscuit. and Limp Biscuit and all that stuff. But really, I think Megadeth was actually the last band to go on. So when everything was going on with the Chili Peppers on the other stage, Megadeth was still playing after all that had gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like the last song they played, I think, was Peace Cells. So maybe uh, poetic. I don't know. During all that chaos. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> I just knew about the Chili Peppers. Yeah. I mean, I knew Megadeth was there, but... Yeah. I didn't, see, I don't remember them being there. Yeah. I don't at all. But I didn't go. I'm thankfully... I, I'm glad I did. I know <laughs> some people that did, and it was just hell on earth. No water, no facilities. It was just brutal, apparently. Uh, I, I, I wish I'd gone to at least that one or the 94 one. But with the 94 when I was in Miami, uh, right around the same time, and I ended up going to Lollapalooza on my 21st birthday... No, my, the day before my 21st birthday, and then wandered South Beach until midnight, and I walked into the first bar. As soon as it hit midnight, turned right. My friend uh, Dan, Sarah, and my wife Sarah and I all went into this bar. Literally the only three people that spoke English in the whole bar. <laughs> Didn't care. I was just going to have my first legal drink. I went in, and then, boom. Birthday was two seconds ago. Give me a shot. <laughs> I don't remember what the shot was. Say what was. it was. Well, yeah. I don't what remember was what the shot was. Don't I mean, remember. Again, it was hard to communicate, because... I'm not kidding when I say we were the only people in the bar that spoke English. It was a Cuban bar. Period. And they and let you in. I was literally looking at my watch and went, midnight. Turned right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I remember uh, at that Lollapalooza, this is totally off yeah. subject here, uh, but at that Lollapalooza, uh, August 14th, 1993, 94, um, Green Day was just about to blow up. It was just about to happen. And they were supposed to open the gig. And Billy comes out, and the crowd starts, ah, yeah! And he walks up to the uh, the microphone, and he says, hey, I'm Billy Joe from Green Day. We're supposed to be playing today, but unfortunately, I don't remember which car- which guy it was. It might have been Trey, their drummer, I'm not sure. One of our guys is in the hospital up in New York, got beat up by security at uh, Woodstock yesterday, so <laughs> we're not going to be able to play for you. I'm sorry. Have a great day. And he left the stage, and the whole crowd's like, and just rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. And L7 had to come out an hour early, and they were pissed. They were a volatile group anyway. And the lead singer, whose name I can't remember, she's got her guitar slung around her neck, super low. She walks up to the microphone, she just looks like she's hungover and pissed. She looks out at the crowd and goes, hmm, Miami, huh? I hate your fucking city! (laughs) And the crowd exploded. We were 50 yards from the stage. We were 25 yards inside the pit. It was like 8,000 people all at once started beating the hell out of each other. And it was the best thing she could have done because that was it. The angry energy was then dispersed and everybody could just enjoy the rest of the day. She, uh, but I think she truly does hate Miami. <laughs> I think she does. She was, uh, she was very. It seemed uh, legit. <laughs> Back to the movies. Yes, sorry. That's what we're here for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake in 03. Oh, the one with Jessica Biel. Yes, in a, in I don't a, remember that soundtrack at all. You don't. I, I, I do. Well, you, Brad. 
Yeah, the uh, at the end of the movie, there's a motorgrader. Actually, if you have like the yes. DVD oh, wow. or the yes. motorgrader was on there, it was Ivan from yeah, Five Figure Death Punch. Yeah. yeah, but Pantera, Hatebreed. Oh uh, wow! How do I not remember that? Static X, Mushroom Head, Seether. Shadows Fall. How do I not remember any I don't that? know. Fear Factory, Morbid Angel, Lamb of God. list goes on and on. Wow. That might be one of the most metal. Yeah, it kind, of, it kind of slips through the cracks. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I mean, yeah. I've seen the movie, but again, it's been like 20 years, but I don't remember the soundtrack just slapping yeah. like that. I mean, that was right on, man. You just remember the slapping when Jessica Biel, white t-shirt white got t-shirt wet. White t-shirt got wet. Oh, my. <laughs> Running through the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember... <laughs> Go into that movie with my wife, and Jessica Biel appears with a white T-shirt, and I turn to my her my wife and go, "At some point, that is getting wet." <laughs> and at the end of the movie, it's called Chekhov's gun. You can't show can't something sh- in the first act and not act upon it with the third act. If they show something significant in Act One, by Act Three, it will be incorporated. Yes. So yes, Jessica Biel's breasts were Chekhov's gun. <laughs> so yeah, I that was the yeah most memorable there. Would you consider the Matrix? A heavy metal, um, borderline maybe. Marilyn Manson Ministry, yeah, yeah. Industrial, yeah, yeah industrial. Deftones, Rob Zombie, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Monster Magnet, Oof. that's maybe stretching it. You know, they're <laughs> Ramstein, Ramstein, absolutely. You Rage Against get, the Machine. I don't think you can call Ramstein anything but metal, right? I guess they're dancey. I think they're they they're can be. I think they can be. Yeah, they're just Rammstein. They're just Rammstein. Right. Yeah, they're Rammstein. Yeah. yeah. Till's voice is perfect for that German vocal style. Right. His voice is perfect for. The, it just makes the German even sound scarier when he's. I can't do proper German words. So anybody out there who speaks German, I apologize. Um, but yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, that soundtrack matches. Why not? How about Hesher? Have you guys seen Hesher? I've not. I've heard um, of it. Who? Uh, who's the kid from th- Third Rock? What's his name? Oh, Jordan. Uh, Gordon. Joseph Gordon Levitt. There you go. Levitt. Yeah, he's you. in it. He is. Uh, he's kind of a. He's a metal kid who's you know a bit of a, a, a outsider, and he's got this kid. He's trying to teach the ways. It's co- sort of like um, uh, Lords of Metal in, yeah. in that respect. It's just kid teaching another kid the the ins and outs of metal, and he's a he's a real piece of work in that movie. But the soundtrack is fantastic. Hesher. Hesher. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Shocker. 1989. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shocker. Not that shocker. Calm down. <laughs> but it's yeah, Wes Craven directed it. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it had, uh, was that No More Mr. Nice Guy? Yeah. Yeah. That was Megadeth's. And who did the Shocker song? Uh, the Dudes shocker. of Wrath. Dudes of Wrath did the Shocker. Dudes them, of right? Wrath did Shocker. Shocker, that's right. The yeah. song is. Yeah. Oh, Megadeth had a song called Shock 'em, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, no, Crush 'em. Crush 'em. Crush 'em. Okay, yeah. but yeah, who else was on yeah. that soundtrack? Dangerous Toys. Oh, Jason that's what's got to make. Man. That's what's got to make it up there. Iggy Pop, Megadeth, Bonfire, Bonfire, German Bon yeah. Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they sounded like to me. German Bon Jovi. Yeah, it wasn't a. I mean, I remember buying the soundtrack, but I don't remember. I just really, I just remember Megadeth doing the Alice Cooper cover. Got another one, Brad? Sorry to put you on the spot there. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> um, I've got uh, Lords of Chaos on here. There's a movie about the metal band Mayhem. Yes. Oh, really? I've not seen that. Yes, yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. Which I'm sure it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's out there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very very dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is a, a fairly recent movie, or is this? I believe so. Okay. And it's, a, and it's a movie. It's not a documentary, right? No, it's a movie. It's like actually, they yeah. talk about the oh. story of 
the band Mayhem. Oh, really? That band is out of hand. And they, they, yeah. they do, they're oh, touring the dudes again. Are, but was the one they're touring guy? again, aren't they? Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyway, but didn't they... Wasn't murder? Wasn't that... that yeah, didn't he kill like, the singer? The singer or somebody, killed the drummer or something, something like that? He his brains. And no, he killed yeah. himself. And when he walked in and found it... He cooked some of the brains and ate them. That's what it oh, is. There okay, we go. that's right. Yeah, now the guy releasing his name was something like Death or yeah. something dead. Yeah. It was dead. His name was dead. That's what he went by. But I think they toured like a year or two ago, something like that. I don't um, think those guys have toured. <laughs> no, probably not. Some form of man. Uh, the Rocker. Does that make the cut? Oh, with Rain with Wilson? Wilson. Yeah, I'm not sure who's all on the soundtrack. Maybe nobody. <laughs> it just it just popped in my head. I thought about that. Uh, there's a little slice of Fort Wayne in there because their very first gig was at the Tiger Room in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That was the the really? band's first gig yeah. when they when Rain Wilson joins the yeah, band yeah. and he starts playing the drums naked. He's like, our first gig is at the Tiger Room in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So you know, a little hometown thing there. Let's see here, Resident Evil. Yeah, that's absolutely. twenty years old. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. I, uh, no, yeah, we're not worthy. One of the, f- I mean, it's a good soundtrack. I mean, I actually like Wayne's World Two soundtrack better than I like the first one. Wayne's World Two, I think, was the better movie. Yeah. actually, I like them both. Even I watched with all, them both in, in, in one sitting a couple weeks ago. With all the Jim Morrison stuff at the end, yeah. and the naked Indian guy, yeah, the naked Indian, <laughs> and the Kim, the um, um, Kim Basinger, uh, femme fatale, trying to get Garth to kill her husband. Yeah, and oh, and um, and uh, Richard Jenny. With the bad eye. No, Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) They're both really, really good impressionists. But yeah, Kevin Pollack with the bad eye, you know, with dot RT, well, cross RTs and dot R lowercase J's. I think that's all I got on my list here. Let's see here. Uh, what are, uh, the gate, only because it ha- it turned me on uh, killing dwarfs. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's an interesting movie. Whether you, I mean, I think the theme of it is heavy metal. I don't, I don't remember much about the music in it. Brad, um, is it Brad Dorf? No, Brad Dorf is from Stephen Dorf. Stephen Dorf. Brad Dorf is yeah. from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. And he was the voice yeah. of. Uh, but I love. I remember the love in the movie, and the sequel was god awful. Oh man, the <laughs> sequel was like straight to video, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I mean, straight yeah. to video in the eighties it means something. But that was one of those. Yeah, I would consider it a heavy metal movie but i don't know about the soundtrack yeah well i I, I just remember his nerd friend he was the metal kid he had a killer dwarfs back patch and it made me (laughs) seek out the killer dwarfs i just remember that and those guys are better than their silly name would would lead you to believe a canadian metal band always a sea level but you said freddy versus jason brad yeah yeah um Looking at now in our little reference book here it has hate breed in flames lamb of god typo negative that's actually pretty solid. I never really thought of yeah. it. <laughs> Good yeah, I actually, I actually bought it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Very cool. Man, I, I don't have anything else on my list, guys. Chimera, the others out Chimera there. on that one, too. Chimera's always good. Yeah. Man, I wish they hadn't broken up. Yeah. I'd like to see those guys again. First interview I ever did face-to-face when I had a metal show 20-some years ago was Mark Hunter from Chimera, and it was on his bus, and it smelled like he ate nothing but dragons assholes. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. I mean, amazing. I was like eight feet away from him, like, good Lord, I can taste it. But anyway, that has nothing to do with movies. Sorry, Mark. 
if you ever hear this. Oh. <laughs> and with that, we have another episode. Now, this one is lucky number 13. Because yes. We have Thank you very much, Brad. You're going to be back for the next episode, too. Yes, sir. We need your opinion on this because I think that uh, I might be in the minority here. Uh, but we're going to be talking about new metal next episode. Thank you for hanging out and listening to, listen to us chat about our some of our favorite heavy metal yeah. movie soundtracks and movies. Maybe there's some of yours, too. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. There we go. Stay, Stay heavy, heavy, my friends. friends.